Hey, everybody. It's another episode of Wild Wild Will. We go through all the Will Smith movies and break them down. Uh, I'm Mark. We got Lily and Eric here. Uh, Eric, I did something to Lily. What? <laughs> I want to tell you about. Was uh, I asleep? I, no, I. Well, you, at one point, I'm sure you were. You had to have been. Um, I tossed on. Have you ever seen a certain movie? It's like the ultimate dad movie. <laughs> I put on um, with Tom Hanks. No, wait. What movie did you say? Bridge of Spies. Oh, <laughs> no. I mean, this is an older movie. I put on Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. Dude, that oh, this is so surreal because I was just <laughs> thinking about that movie. Okay, this hold on. Movie fucking oh. rips, son. Oh, fucking good. A, B, C. Always. Be, or whatever it is. Oh, yeah. Always be closing. <laughs> always be closing. Coffees for closers. Yeah. yeah but oh, so Alec Baldwin's part, though, is like. You watch it and like everybody remembers Alec Baldwin's part where he's like, you know, There's five minutes of the movie. Yeah. He tells him not to eat, drink coffee or whatever. And it's not even in the play that like Alec Baldwin's part, which is but, nuts. It's so good. But then you just remember like, oh, fuck, Ed Harris and that other bald guy and that other bald guy. He says one word answers and he's the best. And then fucking Al Pacino ripping that shit up. It was honestly Al- a waste of my time. Al Pacino, Alan Arkins, the one ball guy who chimes in kind of timidly. And then Jack Lemon. Oh, Jack, Jack Lemon. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Kevin Spacey. <laughs> Jack Lemon is a real person. Yeah. He was a grumpy old man. Yeah. An odd couple. But is that why they named Jack Lemon that in 30 Rock? Well, her name is Liz Lemon. His name is Jack Donald. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> in 30 Rock. Okay. Sorry. My bad. Dude. My bad. Glenn Gary, Glenn, Glenn Ross. I was just thinking about today. We'll get into it because while I was watching Seven Pounds, I'm like, why don't they make dramas like Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross? Anymore? Just, like, well, you, I mean, it's such a play <laughs> that they just tape. And then when Al Pacino is showing him the Glenn Gary estates, the one guy, the British, well, he's not British and the British actor. Yeah. And he's just like, it's an idea. It's what is buying? Is it an idea? Right. Is it? Is, yeah. Yes. This <laughs> is such a good fucking show or movie. I mean, I was sitting there when that was on, and I still cannot tell you anything that happened. Well, you were busy early. They need the leads. Right. These leads are <laughs> shit. You want the good leads, but you wouldn't even know what to do with the good leads if you had them. So fucking. I just don't even. Well, so why do you guys like it? It was very boring. It's men talking about leads selling real estate, but it's all the minutia. It's very um Aaron Sorkin, which we've dabbled in. Aaron Sorkin, our boy who wrote uh what's the one with Jack Nichols saying? All good good men, good men, uh what is it called? A few good, good men. men. Yeah, a few good, good men. A few good all men. good men. <laughs> all good men, a lot of no good bad men. seeds. <laughs> but it's very Aaron Sorkin where it's like, we're going to talk about the minutia of real estate and not even the like sexy, like you're going to show up to the property and see how cool the house is. It's like literally just like, we're going to sell land, but you're going to see like the old guys in the office who are like trying to drink like stale coffee and figure and, out who to call. It's so fucking mundane and it's and, ripping. And, and just you forget like, I just I forget just because he's just a stereotype now or like a, an impression of an impression. But like Al Pacino was like a great actor. He's awesome. Yeah, anyway, true. Seven I pounds. Would... Yeah, Al Pacino's great. It's fantastic. I, I just don't what I don't know. Like, what's he great in? Everything. Godfather. Godfather. Heat. 
uh, Serpico. Give you never me- just feel like he's just constantly playing himself. Yeah. But here's the thing. When he's on screen, you're fucking paying attention to him. So it's like, if you have that quality, an actor has that quality, fucking milk it, man. Like, no matter what he's in, he's he's uh, naturally captivating, at least to me. I love me some Pacino. You guys watch Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, right? He plays the producer. He's trying to get Leo into the spaghetti westerns and Leo doesn't want to do it. Oh, yeah. It was like for like a scene, right? Yeah, just a scene, yeah. Oh, God, I don't remember. But hold on. I got a little beef to pick with Mark. I was hearing rumblings that you start watching The Irishman and you don't like it. Um, I was I turned it on at like midnight. OK. And then I got to the part where like, I don't know, man, I can't fucking handle those. old. Like this is again, this has been said a billion times in the last five years. Those old ass motherfuckers with like an Instagram filter to make them look younger, trying to bumble around and act like they're 20. So you didn't finish it? Oh, my God. I watched like 15 minutes of it. Maybe one day. It's still right. like four hours. I mean, give it a chance, man. Because All right. Oh, that's God. Pesci, man. That's Pesci. And Pacino. Have you even seen Pacino show up yet? He plays. Um, no. Who is, that, who is that guy who um, busted unions or not busted unions? He was all about unions. And then they shot him. Um, uh, famous, why the Sally fuck? Field. Sally Field. Yeah. Norma yeah, Ray. Norma <laughs> Ray. <laughs> All right, so oh my god, why am I blank on it? It's not El Capone. Seven pounds, <laughs> the Will Smith movie. <laughs> Joey Budafuco. Yeah, close. That's close. I can't. <laughs> Once I say it, you guys <clears throat> turn in your grave. You know what's gonna happen? You're gonna say it, and I'm gonna do this. Jimmy, oh. Jimmy Hoffa, Jimmy Hoffa. He oh. wants. Yeah, that's who he plays. That seven, union buster. Will Smith's seven pound. Let me turn on my headphones. Not a union buster. He wanted people to unit. Fucking, he hated unions. Spread it around. Seven <laughs> pounds. Will Smith's movie, 2008, post 9 11. In fact, the yeah, rest like real post 9 11. Post high school, post haste. My boy Barry Pepper in this one. Oh my Pepper. God. If I could work with one white boy, give me Barry Pepper. Barry white Pepper boy. was the uh, his like lawyer friend. No, the oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right. Seven oh. pounds. It's a uh, it's a doozy. It's it's made by the same or directed by the same guy that um, famously made um, the pursuit of happiness and echo echo feto echo feto. What the fuck's that? Want, that you Italian watch. movie that. The guy from Pursuit of Happiness made. Echo. Is it like a movie you've heard of? Like you're we, saying it? We talked about it after during Pursuit of Happiness. in your eye. It was an Italian one directed by yeah, Gabriel Muccino. Echo Fatto. He was doing a callback to the Pursuit of Happiness. We talked about this for like 30 minutes at the Pursuit of <laughs> Happiness podcast. Should I just get into Seven Pounds so we can get into it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. please. Okay. Yeah, run it down. All right. So uh, Will Smith is playing a guy named. Now, is his name Ben or is his name Tim? His name is Ben. Is that but his real name? His real name's Tim. Is it? I thought yeah. his brother's name was Tim. By the way, this movie's confusing. So I I didn't really catch on to all these. I'm details. not going to give you the. Plot. So his. His, his brother's, brother's name, Ben. His brother is Ben and he's pretending to be okay. Ben. 
but his, so his real name's Tim. Okay. <clears throat> wow. All right. So I'm going to basically give you the plot of this movie. It's going to be a complete spoiler. And I'm not going to, I'm not going to give you the plot in the way that the movie did. Yeah. Which was to hide everything from you until the last two minutes of the movie. Yeah. So spoiler, <laughs> spoiler. So this spoiler. is a spoiler. I guess you're not listening this to this movie of seven not pounds. Spoilers. All right. So basically Will Smith, who is Ben. Right. Yeah. Yes. Got into a car accident. He's like living a pretty great life. He went to MIT and he's like an engineer, scientist, whatever, sending fucking satellites into space. And he's probably like a millionaire. Got a beautiful wife. Does he have a family? Oh, engaged. They got engaged. engaged. It was okay. the night of the engagement. OK, they're engaged. And he's texting on a fucking Blackberry while driving, which I mean, texting while driving is insane on a Blackberry with a full keyboard for mice is like extra insane. So he's texting and he's texting like a paragraph, like it's the biggest text I've ever seen. And his fiance is like, please don't do that. And he's just like, I got it. Texting. Goes into like the next lane of traffic. He gets into an awful car accident. Ends up killing his fiance. Ends up killing a vehicle, a family. Uh, it was, I don't know, like a church van of people. S- six people. He kills seven people total. And he gets he gets hurt. Or I don't know. That, I guess that doesn't matter either way. So that that's what triggers all of this. And um, he's going through life. And he's basically his plan is to kill himself to be able to give certain parts of his body to seven other people to make up for the fact that he killed seven people. So uh, Rosario Dawson, at some point, he's going to give her his his heart because her heart is uh, too big. She's got Eric heart, you know, size of, the, <laughs> of a catcher's mitt. <laughs> Woody Harrelson is a blind man. OK, so I like it. Let's okay. get, hurry this up because we got to get into that motherfucker. And he's going to give him his eyes. So Woody Harrelson can see, which I don't think is how that works. Anyways, <laughs> I think for some people. Uh, OK, I'm so excited. He that. gives some guy some bone marrow to help him with his bone marrow problem. He gives somebody else um, this uh, a piece of his liver and he gave his brother like a lung or something. Yeah, a lobe of his lung. He, he gave um, a woman his house. Okay. Right, right. A woman and her kid, his, yeah. his house. But obviously to give away his heart he has to kill himself and the way he kills himself is that oh man he remembers back in the day that his dad said that box jellyfish are the most poisonous thing in the world so he gets in a bathtub of ice and puts a box jellyfish in with him which stings him and then he dies and rosario dawson gets his heart he puts it like all in kind of like a will type of thing um and then also but while this is going on he's falling in love with rosario dawson Oh my god! There, there are so many mind yeah. fucks that we need to chat about. But here's the so thing, many mind. But fucks. here's the thing: the movie goes. The movie does not tell this story how I told it. The no. movie tells this story where you don't know what the fuck is going on ever. He's just an With, IRS agent. He's an IRS agent, and he's going. He's like stalking people and being like a fucking scary dude. And <laughs> and basically, you're they're trying to like. You're time jumping a little bit throughout this movie. And then basically by the end of the movie, you realize that he's killing himself 
to then give away his heart and give away his eyes to Woody Harrelson because he is giving away pieces of his body or like a liver or whatever while he's still alive. It's just those two that he ends up killing himself and then feeling redeemed. Right. Did I miss anything? It's funny because when you said you were like, hey, I'm going to tell this in the way I'm, you weren't going to tell it like the movie. I'm like, oh, thank God. Just like, yeah, explain exactly what this is because it's a fucking mess. But now I kind of regret that you didn't tell it the way the movie is. <laughs> but it's like almost impossible to describe. It's like it. incomprehensible to tell it the way because the way it is, it's just like there's an IRS agent named Ben. And he seems to only deal with people who have terminal illnesses. Mm-hmm. And he'll only forgive their debts if he thinks they're a good person, which seems like not an IRS thing. And he's very deeply involved to the point of a near stalker with all the people who he's collecting money from for the IRS. And then he starts fucking them. And then, surprise, he's not an IRS agent. It's stolen Valor. Yeah. It's his brother. (gasps) What's this? He's just a suicidal man. Honestly, while watching it, all I kept thinking was this director can make a fucking banger of a horror movie because oh, yeah, unsettling this movie. Yes. This movie from Woody Harrelson's perspective. Oh, my God. Is absolutely insane. So true. <laughs> fucking <laughs> nightmare. Woody Harrelson is a blind man. Ezra. Yeah. His name's Ezra and Ben or Tim or whatever. But, Will Smith. Tell tell him what he does for work, though. That was the oddest okay. thing. So what happens is so you're the beginning <laughs> of the movie. And again, you're like Ben is like a very odd IRS guy where he's like, he's definitely fucking breaking protocol. But like, honestly, at the at this point where you're introduced to Ezra, you're not even sure what the fuck Ben does for a living. You have no idea. You don't even know that he's an IRS agent. It is just footage of Ben, Will Smith's character. In Very his- early in the movie. It's literally the second scene of the movie. First yeah. scene is that he wants to kill himself. Title yeah. card. This scene. He is in a beautiful beach house, clearly sleeping on the couch, and he picks up a phone and he makes a phone call. He's calling this like meat selling place. Like, you know, how like, like an Omaha steaks almost where you can like buy me and they ship it to you. He's talking to a customer service rep, Ezra. And he's just like Woody Harrelson. Woody Harrelson. And Ben's just like, this meat is awful. This meat is disgusting, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, have you ever eaten this? And Ezra's like, nope, I'm a vegan. And he's just like, whoa, a fucking vegan selling meat. Whoa. And he's like, okay. And then he starts going like, Oh, you must be Jewish. You must be Jewish. You're not eating pork. Are you a Jewish man? Ezra selling meat that you don't eat. And you're like, what the fuck is going on? And then he's just like, yep, that's me. And he's like, well, what's your name? I'll put this into my computer. Surprise, bitches. Ezra is blind. (laughs) So like the computer, like, you know, talks and it's just like, This person's not in the system. And Austin Ben's like, what was that noise? What was that noise? 
Are you fucking blind? Are you a fucking blind Jewish man who sells meat and doesn't eat me? You're a fucking loser. And it goes starts, on for so long. It goes on, and yeah. he is just for no reason railing on this man at work. And Woody Harrelson Keller is just like, who? All right. Like he is at work, you know, and he's like, what are you going to say? What are you going to say? Huh? Say what you want to say. Say it. Say what you want to say. And he's just like, have a nice day. And like hangs up because this motherfucker is at work. Like, even if a gossip, he wanted to say something, he is at work. And you know why I know something, guys? Cutscene. That's when you go into the like the weird almost title card of this movie where it's like quick little like snapshots, almost like a Netflix title card. Seven pounds. And then the next scene is him following a woman into a hospital. What was nuts about that first scene, too, is I actually thought it was doing something really fucking interesting before you find out what the twist is and what's actually happening, which is kind of insane. But I'm like, Will Smith, first scene, calls the 911, I want to commit suicide, or I'm, I'm calling him for a suicide, which is himself. Then next scene, he's calling someone, berates them over meat, and like everything Lily said, just like tears into them that they're blind, that they're this, that, and the other. But then when he hangs up the phone, he like grabs his mouth in horror and starts crying. And there was this part of me where it's just like, is this guy just like a deranged asshole who when he's like mean to people, he can't even believe himself being like, oh, my Mm. God, I'm like so fucking horrible to people. I can have like no control of my emotions, whatever, whatever. And that's what's like driving him to like these suicidal thoughts. I'm like, this is kind of a fucking weird, complex character. Like, is he just going to be an asshole throughout the movie who can't figure out how to cope or something? But that's not what's going on. It's very confusing. But I guess maybe that's the intention, right? Is that you're watching it just being like, what's going on here? What's what's going on? But the thing that's like interesting about the Woody Harrelson character is like, there are times where like rude to other people and you're like, oh, but that person was a piece of shit. He should have been rude to them. Plenty of times where he's like super fucking nice to people. Every single encounter he has with Ezra, he is so belligerently mean. Like Ezra plays the piano in the mall. He's watching him from a distance. He watches him at a restaurant, like talk to a waitress, walks up to him and just like, you gonna fucking ask that lady out or what? Like, kind of like belittling him and making fun of him. And then right before he kills himself, he calls Ezra. And I don't know, just like, it was me who called you and told you you were a piece of shit. You probably don't remember and Ezra's like, yeah, like, I definitely remember that. Like, that was awful. <clears throat> He's like, yeah, it was uh, me, too, making fun of you about dating that woman. And it's just like, yeah. what the fuck? And he's just like, just be really grateful, okay? Be really grateful for what I'm going to do to you. And then just hangs up the phone. And Ezra's just like, he literally says, like, what do you want from me? Like, Will Smith's character spends the entire time just needlessly harassing a blind man that he plans to gift his eyes well, to. And then he, yeah. And then 
Ezra gets the eyes, and if, I guess this is a thing. You can get somebody else's eyes, and yeah. now you're cured, right? So he has Will Smith's eyes after Will Smith uh, killed himself with a jellyfish. Um, and then Rosario Dawson meets up with Woody Harrelson's character, Ezra. And and like she like tells him, right? Yeah. About how she has the guy's heart. He knew was, who she was. Oh, OK. Well, I was just saying there's definitely a horror movie where somebody gets some an eye implant and then they're haunted by the other person. Yeah. So yeah. I'm just it's saying, called the eye. <laughs> I'm just saying, man, Woody Harrelson is not having a charmed life after this. He's going to no. have Will Smith. Could you imagine if like you got like a like an organ donation. You're like, hey, remember that person that gave you one of your worst experiences ever at work? Remember this person that was like harassing you for months on end and like you didn't know who they were and just like kind of like took your dignity away? They gave you their eyes. I like, I don't think I want that organ donation. I think I'm fucking good on it. So there was two times in my life where um, a review or a synopsis or a summary ruined the movie for me. Mm. Um, so the first one was The Village, and it was fucking Roger Ebert. He was so notorious for doing shit like that, too. He, he said something along the lines of like, and in, 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 this was his article, like it was his written review. He uh, Roger Ebert, he starts off his review of The Village um, saying something along the lines of like, it takes place in you know, colonial, col- like colonial America, but it, but, but it also could be, it, it could be an Amish in like settlement. And it's like, so, okay. So it's modern days. Why else would you fucking say that? You know, either way um, the, I, I read a quick, like, I just wanted to see what seven pounds, like just like a quick summary of it. And like, just checked on rotten tomatoes. The first, the first, um, sentence was saying that he's giving away all of his organs and plans on killing himself which is crazy the, you don't see that coming but that's what i was saying eric did you go into this not knowing this i unfortunately went into this movie knowing the twist at the end here's the thing i might have read that roger ebert review back in the day i didn't know the organ thing but i did know the suicide thing where he oh, was going to kill himself at the end, which I feel like they spoiled in the reviews. And what I've read, the minimal reading I did on this is that the marketing, the director, Will Smith, were very careful not to tell people what the fuck this movie was about. So thank you, Roger Ebert, for like, why okay. spoil that? Well, it's you like, know what's weird is all like the marketing and the interviews, you know what the director and Will Smith kept like saying this movie was, which is fucking bizarro and they got being like it's a modern love story mm. uh there's a meet cute in there this is like this is like a horror version of a love story this is like the worst this is the worst like i don't know if it's like a man's version of like a nicholas sparks but this is not a love story i don't know what to tell them but this is not a love story He's not to be crass, but I was thinking. So Ro- Rosario Darson has like the uh, congenial heart. What is it? The, like she has congenital heart. heart failure. Yes. So she has that. And like even walking her dog can lead to her like passing out and fucking like 
her heart's just like beating too much or whatever. Her body just fucking collapses. And I'm like, if she's going to get down and have sex with Will Smith, what the fuck? That could lead to her death at some point. So it is just as romantic. It's like a twilight or something where it's just like, you know, if she's going to get in to Rosario Dawson's character, because there was Uh, no one else thought that. Anyone else think? No, yeah. She should have died, Eric. That didn't make. Let's get into it. Oh, because there's so much about that scene that doesn't make sense. So. Essentially, Will Smith's character steals his brother's IRS access and he finds very sick people through the IRS, like through like the collections agency. And then he kind of like vets them to see if he thinks they're a decent person before he's like wants to gift them like parts of his body. So he finds Rosario Dawson's character, Emily. And she has like a heart issue. And so then he like stalks her at the hospital, watches her while she's like laid up in a hospital, follows her home repeatedly. Like there are like minimum of two scenes where she's in her house and she looks out the window and he's just in her yard already unbeknownst to her fucking creepy she clearly is not getting enough oxygen to her brain because she starts like wanting to hang out with him and like calling him when she's like on her deathbed and like creates like a date for him which does culminate in them fucking which is every type of confusing because the scene where they finally have sex is right when you find out that he stole his brother's identity and that he has an alternative motive. Oh, yeah, his brother was and waiting. his brother's like, I'm going to be waiting in the car. Don't be long. And then this guy goes inside and has sex. And sleeps over. And sleeps what over. What did his brother do? So that's weird. She's got a heart issue. Having sex should definitely have killed her. And he fucks her knowing that he's going to off himself to give her a heart. And if he doesn't off himself, then she's going to die. What the fuck? I think Lily said something during the movie. And I'm surprised that this because this movie is so shitty. I'm surprised they didn't do it where um, where she got pregnant. Oh, Oh, 100%. I thought this movie was ending where it would be like, you know, Eight months in the future, and there she is with like a pregnant belly or some fucking bullshit like that. I um I I wonder too. I didn't see too much of it on the <clears throat> the most of the response. The critical response was that it was just a poor movie or just didn't like wasn't successful in a lot of the stuff it was trying to do. But I was wondering because we're even saying the wrong term here because <clears throat> you're not supposed to say like committed suicide. You're supposed to be like died of suicide or I mean, he committed this. Completed right. suicide or he yeah. committed this one. Right, right, but that's the thing. So, like suicide, we're, we're I think most normal humans are on the same page where it's like, you know, the, the people that this happens to it, like it's it's like something that happens to them, right? Like they're sick and it's like a mental illness, right? Yeah. And this is kind of just taking that and going like it's a hundred percent a choice, and he's doing it not only as a choice, but he's doing he's he's you know, killing himself to redeem himself to feel whole. You know what I mean? Like, because he killed all, he killed all those people that accident. So this was like the right thing to do to commit. Like, to, yeah, it was a very, it's like not a great message, sketchy right? Suicide message. And like, listen, I am like all about suicide. I 
Tell, I say I'm going to kill myself. Like, that is just like a thing. Yes. Very little has to happen in my life before I'd kill myself. <laughs> this, oh was like, um, this was like, this was wild. Uh, His friend knew he was going to kill himself and instead of like getting peppers. him help, calling his brother, calling hotlines. He was just like, all right, man, I don't like it, but I'll write up the paperwork. Like he knew his friend was doing this. Definitely like his friend would go to jail. Mm, that, that motherfucking chick from Plainville who told her boyfriend to get back in the car via text. She got in a fuck ton of trouble. This dude was writing up legal documents. Like he was so deeply in the know that his friend was going to kill himself. He probably would have been literally liable. If, if we're going suicide movies, does the life of David Gale, does that hold up or was that a bad movie? I don't even know what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> I mean, I've heard Kevin that. Spacey. I've, heard, I've heard that name before. He you don't watch the life of David Gale. I don't I don't I don't watch a lot of that perverts movies. Kevin Spacey. Uh, yeah, he touched a lot of young boys. He just got found uh, not guilty. Yeah. No. Okay. <laughs> or something. Maybe they like dropped the case. I forget yeah. exactly what happens. But what I was going to say, Mark, is that I'm no uh, expert on suicide. So I don't want to speak like an expert. I agree with you. There's like, obviously, it's like a mental illness, too. But obviously, there's also people who do commit suicide by choice, like if someone's like sick and dying and they want to like end of life kind of thing or whatever, that's not because they're mentally ill because they're making a choice to do that. So I would just say there's probably a grayscale or variance. I wouldn't fault the movie for grayscale. that choice out of everything. Yeah, um, we've all seen Million Dollar Baby. Yeah, that's or, understandable. Uh, that guy where it's like something about his kid. He wants to give his. Does he want to give his? his Denzel. Oh, John Q. Oh, John Q. John Q. Like, listen, suicide. again, I'm, I'm fine with suicide. Like, yeah, there are <laughs> times where you're just going to need to off yourself. I get that. This shit is insane that his friend knew about it and was like half condoning it. The idea that like. Like, if you're just sad that your girlfriend died, like, go for it. I don't care. No, what, Lily? but I'm just saying like you can't. <laughs> Can be like, oh, I'm gonna do, I'm gonna kill myself for like this noble cause of like giving away my organs. Like, I'm like, if I'm receiving an organ, I don't want that bad juju on that organ. You know what? So George Lopez didn't get like a kidney from his wife. Oh, I, I think know. he needed like a kidney or something. His wife gave him her kidney. And the only reason I bring that up is because I find it interesting. Whereas the person you're sleeping with, you end up like Rosario Dawson hooks up with a guy. Now she has his heart in her. That's, That's fucking nuts. Well, and it's like, because like, what? So he wants to get his seven pounds. He felt like he took seven lives. So he yeah. needs to like give his seven pounds and like save seven lives. But the thing is. What kind of fucking damage are you doing to a woman? This woman is dying. You make her like be interested in you. She straight up is like, oh, I haven't felt like this in a really long time. You have sex with her. And then you kill yourself to give her your heart. Like, I'm sorry. That is so traumatic and awful. And you're not giving her 
any choice in that situation. The entire movie, he's betting people to make sure that they're good enough to receive his organs, but he is just doing nasty, manipulative, mean things the whole movie. And it's like, maybe your organs aren't good enough for some of these people. Yeah, why didn't, he hook up, why didn't he hook up with Ezra? He's only hooking up with Ryan, Dawson. He I, had sex with Ezra. I don't like either that he gave that uh, that Spanish lady and her son his like beach house or whatever. And he just like, just sign the dotted line. Just sign it. It's your house. And they're in fucking LA. The California. The taxes on that beach house is 40 to $50,000 a year. Guaranteed. 40 to 50 K a year. Beach road property in LA. It's probably like a million dollars. Maybe they could sell the house and just like collect that money and go do something else. Also, That's not like something a good person does (laughs) where it's like, Hey, don't ask any questions. Here's a house. And it's like, you're, I'm a domestic abuse survivor. You just yelled at me in the car. Don't be weak. Don't be weak. Like, that's not how you fucking talk to people who are domestic abuse survivors. And then you put me in a sketchy situation of don't ask any questions. Don't ask any questions. Yeah, you get all this stuff, but don't ask why. And it's like, no, like a good person would like give you the details so you don't feel like the carpet's going to be pulled out from under you at any moment. You don't feel like, you're in trouble. Like someone's like, you can have this beach house. Just don't ask any questions. I'd be like drug money went in here. There's a body in the fucking wall. Like I would be scared. I wouldn't feel safe. I'd feel scared. So my question is who gets his butt? (laughs) Oh, there's a nice thing. At the end of the movie, I couldn't help but think of like the hackiest SNL sketch where it's just like Rosario Dawson shows up and it's like, she has his heart. And then uh, what's his name? Woody Harrelson shows yeah. up. Yeah, it's like his eyes. His eyes. And then there's like the guy who comes and like pulls down his pants. <gasps> oh, you got his dick and balls. Or right. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Do you remember the Dana Carvey show? Good. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so the Dana Carvey show is famous for because I watched the documentary on it. It was famous for like Dana Carvey was pretty PG on SNL. Like he did like the church lady sketches and shit. And the first. <laughs> sketch that they did was bill clinton with multiple nipples like a dog and having a a bunch of people sucking on them and this was at 10 p.m on like a thursday and when there was only four channels and people (laughs) people people turned that stage that show off and never watched it again (laughs) anyways the dana carvey show had a skit where it was um like the ass <laughs> tin man scarecrow and the lion but there was like apparently like a fourth one and it was a guy singing if i only had an ass and he would like, remember his pants that. down and he had no ass crack <laughs> what a crazy show <laughs> that was wild <laughs> oh fuck, fuck. The, um, uh, oh go for it Mark. i was gonna say too so if, like we're going problematic side with this too is the idea that it's 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 why we have the the organ donation system that we currently have, which is you get put on a waiting list, mm-hmm. and regardless of who you are, you don't get bumped up on that list or bumped down on that list unless you don't follow the rules of being on that list, which is like 
you know, like don't do drugs, right? You can't be like treating your body poorly, but you're, I think for the most part on those like great, like the, the, the national registries, I don't think you can like buy your way up on it. No, you can. Right. So it's kind of shitty just like where you have this person going, I want to give away my organs, but now I'm going to basically play God and choose like like the idea that in order to deserve something or to deserve to live or to deserve to be able to see or anything like that, you have to be extraordinary and everybody else can go fuck off type of thing. I mean, I don't think I'm against someone being able to like pick who they want to get their organs. You know what I mean? Just like if I wanted to give away a kidney, I guess I should be able to pick if I'm a match with someone that they can have my kidney. I think that's fine. I think the thing that's thing, the thing that's weird is that he puts them through such a rigorous test to find out if they're shitty people or not, but he doesn't put him through himself through a test. Like if he's shitty or not, you know what I mean? Or like, I don't know, maybe the people that died, Maybe they were shitty. You know what I mean? Like, I just don't know if shitty should have been a qualification, whether you get something of his or not. You just wrote the third act scene that they didn't fucking write where Rosaria Dawson finds out what he's doing and being like, so you get to test all of us, but we don't get to find like, who the fuck are you? You're a liar. You're this, you're a murderer, like all this other stuff. Yeah, they should have done that scene. They yeah, because then it would be like a romance or like a comedy or not a comedy, like a romantic comedy type of movie. Yeah. Well, I guess not like a sick way. Because I mean, he says to her at one point, he was like, oh, I wrote it down because it was really oh, yeah, fucked yeah, yeah. up. Yeah. He's like, did you say you don't deserve a heart because your life is unremarkable? Yeah. I'll stare at him. She's like, how am I supposed to respond to that? He's like, oh, sorry. And it's just like, maybe she should get to say, like, who says that you get to save my life? Like, you're fucking unremarkable. Like, who are you to, like, you should go kill yourself so I can live? Like, I don't know. I think it's, like, a pretty shitty thing to go to people who have either, like, disabilities who have, like, genuine, like, terminal illnesses. Because, like, I feel like their life is already so void of consent. And then you take it from them even more where it's like he didn't ask her like, hey, I'm going to kill myself so you can have my heart. Do you want to have sex? Do you want to date beforehand? Do you want to kiss? Do you want to fall in love with me? Because she probably wouldn't like hell. Fucking no, I don't. And then she didn't get a choice about if she got his heart or not. Her pager went off and she had no idea that it was his. So like she didn't get a choice before it even went into her body. Because what's she going to do at that point? After the surgery, like, oh, doctor, let's please remove you know, this. Who, who you know who would have done this situation better? If you guys ever watched the show, I know Lily has. Eric, you ever watched the show Scrubs? Um, I mean, episodes here and there, but I was. Ew, what a piece of shit, Eric. They could take, or even to make it like a Grey's Anatomy could make an episode of oh, this, crazy. like a really good Scrubs episode. That has to do with organ transplants is a little bit of a different situation, but basically you got like four or five people at the hospital that need an organ transplant, right? right. And it's like they're going to die; they're going to die if they don't get these, and then they have it so some random person dies, and it's not anybody you know; it's just like somebody that like you don't even know their name, right? They die in a car accident, and it's like the the show is like 
Let's get these organs to these people. We have a chance. We're going to save their life, right? And they get all the organs into the people. And then literally within two minutes, everybody fucking dies because the person that died and like they had a disease and it attacked everybody's body. And the people that accepted, received these organ transplants, they all immediately died. And it was like, that was like such a depressing episode of Scrubs and like had some emotional weight to it. This thing was fucking just confusing as shit. And I feel like you're going to take this concept that Scrubs could have done it in like 20 minutes. I think they needed to lean one way or the other. I think they either needed to lean in with like more heart or honestly, this is a fucking nightmare situation. And they should have leaned into like the nightmare of it all where it's just like, oh my God, this guy is a monster. Why? Like, I feel like a Frankenstein's monster because he like did these like emotionally fucked up things to me, but then like inserted his life-saving organs. I mean, I guess Ezra, he was living fine without eyes, but like life-changing, I guess life-changing organs in me. I feel like lean into like the fucking horror story of that, of just like someone who just like, emotionally wrecked you physically changing your life like that's crazy you know that you could have done i think they needed to and and i'm not like the type of person who's just like i i can suspend belief like i'm fine with doing that but they bit off a little too much here where it's like all right so the concept is this guy wants to kill himself so he can save people why why does it have to be seven you know what i mean if it was just like Hey, he he's he's given his organs like kidney, liver. He's done bone marrow transplants. Okay, and then the final one is he wants to give his heart to somebody, and he's going to kill himself. Mm-hmm. Like logistically, what he's doing throughout this movie is so impossible and yeah. so hard to follow that it just ruins the movie. I feel like they should have just simplified this shit a little bit. Get rid of the fucking blind man. Get rid of the thing where you're giving a house to this poor lady. And it's cuz and they also get rid of that he's like telling people and they're keeping his secret. Like what the fuck is going on? You know what they forgot to put in this movie? Serendipity. Like it's cheesy, but it's what makes Scrubs and like Grey's Anatomy be able to do this kind of subject matter is he has it so planned out he has planned every person if they're getting his organs what they're getting even the way he kills himself is just so fucking stupid and too thought out where like there does need to they like left out the room of serendipity where it's just like maybe his plan was always to kill himself because he feels like shit and he's just like you know what at least if I fucking kill myself, I'll be of some good in this world. Some fucker out there will live because I died as opposed to seven people dying while I live. And you're like, cool. But maybe he does run into some bitch at a grocery store. And maybe they do start falling in love with each other. And maybe he does have that moment where he's like, shit, maybe I don't want to kill myself. And you know what? Maybe either chooses to kill himself anyways, or maybe he gets into a fucking freak car accident, dies anyway, and that's the bitch who gets his heart anyways. Mm, You know what I mean? I feel like that stuff is a little bit more palpable to take in, but just like how much he plans it is just 
one, impossible. But two, is he the villain? Is he the good guy? Because what he's doing is just so fucking sick that it's just like, like I, it makes me not know how to take this movie. Like it leaves my brain being like, uh, like, it don't, like I just don't know how to process it because you're just so used to like having this character's a good guy, this character's a bad guy, this character's like a sympathetic, and this person's just like a fucking lunatic that they're trying to tell me is sane. Okay, I'm about to say something crazy. Maybe their intention is for us to be questioning it. I, I That's probably bullshit. I was about to say, <laughs> maybe the movie's smart where it's like after you watch it, you're supposed to have these discussions. Was that a good thing? Was that wrong? Because obviously you can have complicated characters in films and they could be very exciting where their morality is a little wonky and you don't know how to kind of read them. And that's the point is you leave the movie questioning that, but I'll tell you the real killer of this movie. It's not the concept. It's not the acting. It's not how it was shot. It was a problem that pursuit of happiness had. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? The music, the fucking music in this, like Mm. this director is better than the music he is choosing or like the composers. I don't even know. It's the composer's fault. I feel like that is the direction where it's just like, we just need wallpaper music. So it's just that piano again. It did have really shitty music. They're like homeward bound. Yeah. Yeah. Homer Bound had a better soundtrack. Like there's just so there's nothing remarkable about it. And Mark made this critique on Pursuit of Happiness. Why put in the music at all? Like, don't even do it. Keep it kind of cold and silent because music's not doing you any favors. If it was quiet during the suicide scene in the beginning and then also him making the phone call to Ezra, I think I'd be more like, where the fuck is this movie going? But it's papering in the music where it's like, do, 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 do. And you're like, what the fuck is going on? They got to figure out their music situation. And then Rosario Dawson's got a fucking Great Dane. Oh my God. That was the cheesiest part of this whole guy. Got a Marmaduke in her living in her house. It's vegan too. Yeah. It doesn't eat meat. Why did you get a Great Dane? Oh. They have heart problems, which is all right. So yeah, the whole thing is that these Great Danes have heart problems, just like Rosario Dawson, um, and that they only live for like seven years because they're giant freaks of nature. It just made me depressed. Like, oh, we shouldn't be doing this to dogs. Okay, you look for any reason for dogs to be dead. No, I'm saying we shouldn't be doing this to dogs. The fact that you made a Great Dane and it can only live for seven years because we made them so their hearts are too big. Leave these animals alone. Stop making Great Danes. No one believes that you really care about dogs. Stop making Great Danes. No one believes. They only live for seven years. We're creating monsters. We're creating freaks of nature. You're the monster here. So if, if I started breeding humans to only live seven years... I'd be a Nazi doctor. Okay, Listen, people, I would care about what you have to say, except that I know you fucking hate dogs. (laughs) Like what you say has no weight to it because you don't. I'm saying let them just be wolves. How they're supposed to to be. be None of them. No, I want them to be where they're supposed to be. It turns a little toys. (sighs) 
they're not we're, your... we're, they're not a- entertainment for us. OK, I'm going to move on. Um, can I say some positives about this movie? Yeah, no, I do want to get into the positives. Hit us. I think I think Will Smith acts the fuck out of this movie. Absolutely. I honestly I never know if he's coming. I never know if he's going. I like he should make some horror movies, to be honest, because he plays it pretty well where you're like, is he a good guy? Oh, fuck. Is he a stalker? Like he just like was very nuanced with like a lot of it that like um, it it would have been hard to see like the twist coming just because you didn't know where he was, like if he was like good or bad, like he played it very well. All the supporting characters I thought were pretty good. Rosario Dawson was good. I feel like the movie was shot well. Like, yeah. you know, like nothing like stood out to me. I was like, whoa, the, like all of it was like really nice quality. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm even going to say this. I'll give it an A plus for just being so goddamn bizarro that it was fucking interesting. Like a big I, swing. Yeah. A yeah, big yeah. swing. I don't know if I loved it, but I do know I didn't hate it. It was just so weird. And I don't know how they could have improved it, but like they made they made some fucking choices. Yeah, I, I wish I this, that's I asked Eric earlier if if you knew anything about the ending of this movie and you you kind of did and Lily also did because I spoiled it for her like dur- well also I guessed it we're like yeah a point through and for most of it, I was like what what and you're like do you want me to spoil it and I was like does he give them his organs and you were like yeah I that's the thing I wish I went because I at first I did go into this when, when I was like oh seven pounds I know nothing about this yeah. And I at first I knew nothing. And then I looked at that stupid summary of it on Rotten Tomatoes that just like blew the whole thing open. I wish I had the chance to go into this thing knowing zero about it and then coming to a and seeing how I came to the realization. If it was like at the end, 100 percent surprised, a slow realization like as the movie went by, because I feel like that's how this movie is supposed to be taken in. And I didn't take it in that way, but. I just don't. I wish I knew. I wish I knew how I felt because there's like movies like Remember Me. Oh, whoa. Where it was like, oh, Robert Pattinson and this chick and they're they're dating and they're hanging out. And oh, my God, 9-11. You're like, what the fuck? And it it was an awful movie. Um, I'm just saying, would this movie have been like that? Where I'm like, like, I get like, I'm just like, what the fuck? And that, that this is awful. Or is it more of just like, oh, this is OK. Mm. So. I'm going to throw out something. The director is Italian. This kind of has like the passion of like Italian opera going on or kind mm. of the like um, intensity. Why I say this is because uh, when I used to work at a movie theater, we would show, we would do like Italian films sometimes like on Tuesday, like films that were being made cur- currently in Italy okay. and they'd show them for, um, for like a series we were doing or whatever. And sometimes those plots could be like kind of, I don't want to say bonkers. I just want to say like big and melodramatic and like, oh my God, almost like a soap opera or whatever. Anyway, so maybe this is Seven Pounds is kind of like an Italian opera done American style. I don't know. That's just you know a it kind of reminds me of because I was like reading and the director was just like, oh, like it's so interesting to kind of like delve into like male grief like how do men 
deal with that feeling of like guilt and grief. Um, and it's like, yeah, that could be an interesting concept. I'm a little concerned that it was just like the only way they could deal with it is through suicide. That's fucking, we should talk about that. Um, I don't know. I just lost it. <laughs> With, but I don't know. Like, it doesn't like like I get I could see a movie where it's like yeah there's certain things with masculinity of how a person of how a guy would deal with that type of grief that you can explore in a movie but this seems almost like the movie is like a concept mm. a guy's going to kill himself and he wants to save seven people or whatever by killing himself mm-hmm. and then let's break it down from there what this movie's about R- rather than being about like Oh, as a writer, I've been through this experience and I want to write about it and explore it type of thing. It seems like it, it was just like the like concept deals first. with the grief. Like, yeah, the yeah. movie starts and he's already got a solution of how he's going to deal with it. It's, it's this is more of just like uh, it's like uh, how a lot of like horror movies are. We're just like, what if, you know, well, like what dude. if this guy kills himself to save seven people? What if? Mm-hmm. You know, right? Bruce Willis is the ghost. You know, like it's like like seems like that. This was well, gonna say. You know, what this movie reminds me of. It reminds me of a film like Crash, or it reminds me of um, Magnolia. Yeah, yeah. Where there's just popular. like that was a popular thing to do. Yeah, it's just like a a few too many stories coming together with like, and they're trying to have like really big societal conversations, mm-hmm. but like the conversation is almost too big and the stories are too, too many that it just, they just like, they just are ships in the night where they can't connect where you almost have to like find, fine tune what you want to talk about. Like get very, very specific about what you want to talk about. Yeah. Because these endings with these films, like the ending where everything's connected and you like the misdirection, all that they do that like in saw movies, like the mm-hmm. saw series where it's like, Oh, at the end, Oh my God, this, 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 this person's connected. Holy shit. He did this. So I think they're trying to pull that at the end of this. And like you said, crash at the end of crash, you're like these 12 people who didn't know each other. Now they're all fatefully destined in this one scene at all. Holy shit. Look how it all comes together. So I think they're trying to pull that move on us, but uh, whether it's successful or not is the question here. And I think, I don't even know if you can like rate it as successful or failure. It's just kind of like bizarre. It's just a weird, it's kind of a weird lead into the credits. I can understand why audiences didn't connect with it. It's interesting. Like I'm giving it high marks for just fucking taking a swing. But I can definitely understand why audiences were just like, what the fuck did I just watch? Yeah. You know, and I feel like that's what's disappointing is. I can understand if someone's like, I don't know why I just watched that, but like, I want to give it to them for like giving that effort because like honestly the idea of like your irs agent making decisions about like your life fiscally based on if they think you're a good person or not that is fucking haunting and that might be like the most 30 year old thing i've ever said in my life but like the idea that your irs person could just like 
fuck you up financially or like help you succeed financially just based on if they think you're a good person or not. Like, who the chills? That's why we just got to yeah, pop a big old bowl of popcorn mm. down and turn on some Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. Yeah, now that's a movie <laughs> I can get with, man. Lily, I think Lily was very... What I what happened? You were like texting a lot. There was something that was going on. There was like some 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 drama. I don't know, man. This week is a blur. Yeah. I've been in elementary school for too many Lily, hours. I'm just saying, if you were in the correct headspace, I think you'd enjoy Glenn Gary. No, Glenn you no. Know, you know what I'm gonna say? You know what I'm gonna say? I'm gonna Lily say yes. so I was not in the correct headspace. To watch seven pounds. I sat down. I was like, what the fuck am I about to watch? I had no appetite. But you know what? It fucking pulled me in. It confused the fuck out of me. It made me mad. Because it's like, this guy, what's he doing? It made me question everything I know. Like, she should probably definitely have died from that sex scene. But you know what? Maybe... That's what a questionably good movie does. Mm-hmm. It pulls you in whether you want to be there or not. Glenn, Gary, Gary Glenn Ross. Close. I don't know. That movie, it had me there the whole time. And not once did I want to get pulled into it. So shame on that movie. Where did you learn your trade, you fucking idiot? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Lily. Uh, Al Pacino's he- lines are gold. I'll give you some uh, words that can maybe convince you to, to <laughs> give Glenn Gary Glenn Ross our chance. Put that coffee down. Coffee's for closers <laughs> only. You think I'm fucking with you? I'm not fucking with you. I'm here from downtown. I'm here from Mitch and Murray, and I'm here on a mission of mercy. <laughs> Mitch and Murray. You know what the Levine? problem with that monologue? <laughs> if you know how many times I've seen that monologue, so many because SNL every Christmas does like their block <laughs> yeah. of like things. So like I've seen that ma- monologue just from Alec Baldwin while he's in tights yeah. and talking to elves. So like seeing it in that movie doesn't really hit the same way. <laughs> the most important uh, thing is you got to sign on the line that is dotted sales takes brass balls and then he puts balls in front of it puts balls dude here's a line that i i mean you remember this it says all train compartments smell vaguely of shit that's just a line in the movie Um, you're talking these lines i'm sorry i got to watch a blind woody harrelson get berated i'm not saying those were bad uh, but there was all i i get where like Glenn Gary Glenn Ross definitely you loses you immediately because it starts off with the machine in a phone booth, like just like talking about his daughter in the hospital. Machine, and you're just like, what yeah. the fuck? And then just like the leads, the leads are bad. And that goes on for 30 oh minutes. The leads, the fucking leads. I'm going to watch that tonight. That sounds like a ch- hour and a half. It goes by quick. Good. It was only an hour and a half. An oh, my God. It felt like you were watching that movie for like two and a half even, hours. Even the, the most exciting parts where the police detective is there. Yeah, they yeah, never yeah. show an interrogation. There's a police detective in that movie. Yes. See, I'm sorry. That's not a good movie. If I can sit there that whole time and have no <laughs> fucking idea movie. what's happening. That's not a when good movie. Ed, when Ed Harris character is just like tells that other guy he's going to turn him into the cops. And he's yeah. like, "What? Why are you doing this to me?" 
because you're <laughs> because you listened and then he walks away <laughs> where did you learn your trade <laughs> you fucking idiot <laughs> it is like you guys are speaking another fucking language uh, right now there's so many good lines in that okay movie. but like you put casino on yeah 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 that, that takes you in you need you're to, sucked I, in i think you need to go into uh, this is another movie that's similar to this that i really love is when uh dustin hoffman death of a salesman when they did that when they filmed that right they did like the they it's obviously a play and then they took yes. it and you go into it going this is a play this is a stage play that they are Filming with Dustin Hoffman. Can as I the tell main you something? And I loved it. I don't like that movie and- <laughs> either. I would much. I've read the play numerous, numerous times, and it's so much more enjoyable. And, and Glenn Gary Glenn Russ. It's what's the guy's the writer's like Mammoth. I, I forget his first name. David Mammoth. Yeah, Mammoth. He he's yeah. the one that wrote it, and it's a play, and it's became a play that was famous for like, which like all these high end actors would do it. And it's just like, which actor is going to take which role and what are they going to do with it? And then they finally put it on film and they got like Al Pacino and Ed Harris. And can I tell you something? Most plays do not transition. Well, Uh, this one does though. This one does. Honestly, it seems like a boring play on top of it. Always be closing. (laughs) Could you imagine having you sit in a theater and watch that? You'd fall asleep. (laughs) 20 bucks, you guys would fall asleep. Okay. Like, you know, if a play is good, can a fucking high school put it on? Guarantee you a high school can't put on that play. They cannot put on Gun Gary Gut and Lock Cross. Then it's not any good. I don't think I I would actually say there is probably, unless I'm in New York City or I have some real actors in there, I would not watch Glengarry Glenn Ross. I would not watch some half-ass part-time actors do that play because it would be terrible. But there's a thing, like a good play. You could do it with bad actors in it. Yeah. uh, (laughs) That's all I'm saying. I would not want to see that play with bad actors in it. You really do need good actors in there that can, that because it's just all talking. That's all it is. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. I know. I think the film captures, man, the Hungary again, Ross, we need a podcast about that. Uh, it captures their like nuance. So they're not just fucking saying lines from a play like the one British guy who's pretending to be American. Like you can see his nervousness. He's like, holy fuck, what did I just sign up for? Like, this is bad. I don't know. You can see the emotion so much better when the camera is close on their face. It's good. I know what the problem with that movie is and why I just couldn't get into it. It is. Just a bunch of fucking white dudes. See, that's the whole point of the movie. Okay. Yeah, they're tragic. But I'm just saying, <laughs> I don't give a fuck about the plight of white dudes. I don't care. And guess what? Nobody else cares either, white guys. We don't care about your fucking plight. I mean, this movie was also made, what, 20, how many years ago now? 22? No, this but I'm saying, that's what's but uninteresting about it. For I would also say, yeah, it's not. No, that's a good point. That's, I think, a fair assessment. I think the movie is kind of poking fun at how pathetic they all are, too. Yeah. It's like these guys are the saddest sacks in the worst fucking dingiest office. 
fighting over leads on property. It's you know what's it's more exciting? exciting? Some fucking door-to-door salesmen. They are door-to-door salesmen. I know. Uh, we already have death of a salesman. <laughs> That's a more no, interesting. That this is that Glenn Gary Glenn Ross is looking at these people like I, th- I think it's more of um talking about like it's anti-capitalism. Oh, so mm. is death of a salesman. Yeah, no, no, I'm sure I'm sure they take they they're taking on kind of similar things. The, I don't think anybody looks at them and go like, oh, these guys are like super cool. The the building that they're working in is awful. It's like it's the equivalent of the people doing sales at like an AT&T or a cell phone kiosk at the mall type of thing. Is like working out his fucking right, right. No, and I like both of them. Yeah, they 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 tread some good territory, but you can't get the lines from Al Pacino saying oh my, yeah. the c word like seven times. Ew. Where did you learn your trade? <laughs> <laughs> I um, really thought Eric Shiva, was about to drop if a heart Shiva seat. came down herself, you yeah. couldn't get anything on these leads. You gave me two leads. Take this fucking shit back, and then he throws it at him. <laughs> Helping you so good in it. It is so I'm bizarre that it. you guys like this movie so much. It's so niche yeah. and weird. No, it's, not. It. it's a classic. Fuck I... you. I want my Cadillac. Yep. Oh, yeah. yeah. Very square. Yeah, yeah, he won. So uh, bizarre that we mm-hmm. delved this deep into All right. This. We got, yeah, that's the yeah, end. Will Smith. Right. Will Smith was good. He did fine. He was fucking good. Oh, what's next? What's next? Let me look. Can I oh. say, I think out of a lot of the movies we've watched, I recommend this one for people to watch more than some of the others because it's just so fucking weird that you've got to just get a whiff of it yourself. I wish I would. Yeah, like I said, it. I wish I went in not knowing. Preferred it to Pursuit of Happiness. Whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, I'm, I might be more of a Pursuit guy, but... Fuck, what was I just going to say about that shit? I just lost my thought. I had a a, a good thought about the... Oh, I was going to say, so Will Smith is in this, right? Is it slightly a vanity project to be like my main character? Like he's trying to do the gritty indie drama, not indie, but he's trying to do like the dramatic film, but his character still is kind of like a Jesus Christ figure at the end who like sacrifices himself to like mm. redeem all these people. So it's still kind of like paints him in a positive light i don't maybe know they wanted maybe. to paint him in a positive light but i don't know he seems like a huge piece of shit man he literally fucked someone then killed himself to give them his heart hey that's love now, man that's love man it's yeah they're trying to like, do the modern love story <laughs> oh fuck coming up next men in black three which mark check out the date on that it's like it's a 20 bit of a... it's a jump Is i think it? we go we go from like 2008 to 2012. No, he like I said, he does get into. I've said, I said it in past podcasts. He gets into producing a lot of producing. I want to say the I want to say the jump is pretty significant. It's like um, well, he goes all right. 2008, seven pounds. 2010, he doesn't star in any movies, but he produces Karate Kid and This oh, Means kidding, War. Man. 2012 Men in Black 3. That's a four-year jump. That's crazy. And that's the biggest jump. He's been almost like a movie a year. We're going to look into that. What were the outside factors? I I feel like there's got to be some outside. Like, think of four years of your life 
like and he's not doing a movie again he made like fucking 20 movies back to back and in 2008 he released two movies and then yeah maybe those four years were the Jaden years that's what I'm saying where he like, wanted to like shit. pump up his kid I mean also I'm the type of person where if I made one good movie I'd never make another movie again in my life mm. I'd ride that wave till I died Get those uh, Seinfeld residual checks from your yeah. sitcom days, eh? Do a do a Mike Myers. Mm-hmm. Kind of disappeared, right? He well, he made a hat and ran away. All right. Um, yeah. Well, I'm looking forward to Men in Black 3. I've never seen it. Have you guys? Yeah. I saw it in theaters. I do not remember. Oh, shit, really? Is Tommy Lee Jones in this one? Yeah, this is the he goes back in time and Josh Brolin's Tommy Lee Jones. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. I remember vaguely. Yeah, I don't think I've seen it. Okay, all right. Well, that's coming up. Bye. Right. Watch Glenn Gary Glenn, Glenn Ross. See <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> All right. See you. Again. Now that's a movie we should watch outside next summer. Oh I my like, god, yeah. Nobody would pay attention it. to it. There's that nothing interesting on screen. Oh my god. Whoa. Mind what if we try to put on Glengarry Glenn Ross on TikTok? Like we try to reenact scenes from it. Oh my god, that'd, that'd be, be so really bad. <laughs> I like also Ed Harris when he's talking to that guy about robbing the place. No, 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 no. Actually, it's just a 15 another 15-minute conversation about the bad leads. Um, is he orders two chocolate donuts and a coffee and then he orders two more chocolate donuts on the like for when he's leaving the place that's a wild four fucking donuts and it's like 6 p.m your stomach recently once no but just like generally oh i mean maybe you're loving it two or three times but it's just like all a lot of lines are like famous in it yeah that's all all right I'm not going to lie. I've watched, I go onto YouTube and we'll just like watch moments from that film. Just Ew, here. It is so good. <laughs> Keep this in the podcast. <laughs> All in the podcast. You All know? right. All right. See All right.